Sup, y'all, and welcome to another edition of Press On Sports. I'm Jack Vita. Today's going to be a very fun podcast. I have a former classmate of mine from Valparaiso University. He'll be joining me shortly. And this is a guy that is a big-time Lakers fan. So I know he's got a lot of thoughts on what's going on this summer with free agency. Really, the big the big story about a week ago, LeBron going over to the Lakers. So I'm sure he's very excited to talk about that. So we'll get his thoughts on that. Also, he competed on American Ninja Warrior last summer, or last spring, rather. Um, but... Now American Ninja Warrior is in full swing. It's on right now. So I'm going to get his thoughts on that. He can tell a little bit of his story. And yeah, should be a lot of fun. So without much further ado, here's a great guest. This was a solid, I, I think this is an A-plus job of me on bringing in the guests here, Parker. <laughs> I appreciate that, Jack. <laughs> no, I, I love the podcast. You guys do a great job. Uh, with ever with you know whoever you have on and you yourself you're a great host so I'm I'm very happy and pleased to be a part of it thank you well thank you very much uh, by the way let me get that full name in there for everyone Parker Gatewood <laughs> yes <There> sir <laughs> <Back>. <laughs> and YouTuber too yes yeah absolutely Parker Gatewood on YouTube um, I you know general general fun videos I like to have fun and um, you know motivation those are those are the kind of things I tend towards so that's where you can find me. Yeah, great. All right. Well, uh, I'll let you, uh, we'll go into that a little more, but this, we're going to hit a lot of things today and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited to talk, uh, Lakers and, and Ninja Warrior. And I mean, you know, when you pitched me the topics, it was pretty much everything that I enjoy about <laughs> life. So <laughs> it, was, it was not hard for me to say, oh yes, absolutely. So Parker, you are a Lakers fan from Las Vegas, correct? Correct. Yeah, I was born in Southern Cal, um, Irvine, California, and uh, we moved to Vegas when I was four. And I, I lived my entire uh, life there until I went to college in Valpo. Yeah, and now you're on the East Coast. Yes. Yeah. Now Orlando, Florida, is the spot we're at, and uh, I'm, I'm I'm loving it down here. It's tremendous. Yeah. So you've been everywhere. Lots of. I think you're wise <laughs> behind wise beyond your years with the amount of experience you've had and all the wisdom you drop in the YouTube videos. Well, I appreciate that, Jack. Yeah. I, you know, I just don't. You know, we we only get one shot at this thing. So I I just feel like experiences are something that you know you need to need to have and be able to take with you and stories that you can tell other people. And you know, if you have a way to share yours with others that may up their quality of life and, and help them get to a spot that's that's better than where they're at currently, then I think that's what it's all about in this life. And so what, I'm just trying to do that. Amen. Great stuff there. So let's get into the Lakers here. You ready? You got it. Oh, oh always. Absolutely. <laughs> all right, Parker. So I believe it was a week ago today. Uh, you probably have the date log somewhere, July 1st. You'll <laughs> sure. remember exactly when, where you were when you found out LeBron was I, going to the Lakers. I do, I do. Do, do you want to hear that story? Yeah, yeah okay. go for yeah. it. Yeah, I was, in my, um, I was just in my living room. And the craziest part about it is, you know, uh, you know I've, had, I've had three jobs pretty con- consistently in the past. And so I, I just, you know, working a lot and all the time is something that I just kind of pride myself on. And so I was just, I was just working, I was working on videos and, uh, and studying for, for my job. And 
I didn't even realize actually that it had already happened. I got a text from <laughs> my friend uh, Fred Villarule, <laughs> and and he he texts me this this tweet, and and he's like, "It's official," and. I, and I just immediately went into freak out mode because I had no <laughs> idea. What, I was like, my first thing that came to my mind was, oh my gosh, LeBron James is a Laker. And the second thing that came to my mind was, oh my gosh, everyone else knows before I do. Like, <laughs> you know, it was just, it was so crazy. But then, but then the madness ensued and I just, I called my dad. We were both elated and... It, it was just, it was amazing. And my, actually, one of my friends here, um, the, the, one of the guys I'm living with, actually, his name's Caleb. He's a huge Cavs fan. So <laughs> it was just, but they were away. They're on vacation. So um, that would have been kind of a funny interaction had he been home, but he was not. So um, yeah, man, that was, that was crazy and, and a really great day to be a Laker fan. <laughs> yeah, Parker, I don't know if you've heard of the YouTuber Grady Rains. Maybe, perhaps. Okay, he's growing. He's a friend of mine, and he actually is from Akron area, I believe. Oh, nice. And he just moved out to L.A. as he got there maybe like two weeks before LeBron did. So. Oh, my gosh. That's, well, that's fantastic. <laughs> the irony of it all is pretty great. Yeah, you can basically follow him his entire way. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, yeah. So that that how, – how much uh, – how much later was this from when the news broke that you found out? Uh, I, I, I want to say it was like 20, a good 20 minutes. Wow. Like, no, yeah. It, like, it took me, I, like, uh, when I tell you I, I was locked in on what I was doing, I was locked in. Like, yeah. and I had been doing it all day. You know, I think that, I think, you know, typical days for me start around like 5.30 or 6 a.m., but I think this day I was up at like 4.40 and had intentions of just going till about 9:30. So I was locked in on video stuff and then I get this text and yeah, like 20 minutes. I I really was I was disappointed in myself as a fan. I was like this is the biggest move in in possibly Lakers history. Why <laughs> why was I late to the party? <laughs> Especially in this day and age where 20 right. minutes ago, 15 years ago, well, oh, that's pretty quick. Find yeah, something yeah. out like that. It really yeah, it really is. And I'm like someone who always checks my phone all the time. You know, especially like looking at social media content to see how it's doing with with people and viewers and all that. So it's yeah. I mean, it, 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 LeBron caught me on a day where I wasn't prepared, Jack. That's, <laughs> that's the problem. He, I think he owes me an apology, really. <laughs> I don't think he owes anyone anything. Yeah, no, at this no point. I'm glad. I'm glad he's here. <laughs> I'm glad. Very glad. All right. So yeah, I'm sure you had a lot of fun with that. Um, and we'll get into where this roster sits and everything like that. But let me ask you, did your heart sink at all the next day when you found out about Boogie Cousins? Oh, absolutely. I was, abs I was traumatized. I just, why? Like how, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's the golden state warriors. They already have one superstar more than the rest of the league. And now, and listen, I know DeMarcus Cousins is not going to be available till February, and then he won't be at 100% for another couple of months probably. But, you know, and he'll, and, and then it's playoff time, and then, you know, he has to adjust to the playoff atmosphere, which he's never been in before, except for watching. So all those things considered, like, it's still DeMarcus Cousins. Like, yeah. It's still someone that people consider to be the best big man in the league when healthy. 
So uh, I, I don't want to hear, you know, he's not, he won't <laughs> help them all that much next year. He, he just might, you never know. Like it won't be till later, but yeah, no, I mean, I was, I was hurt <laughs> by that signing and especially yeah. the fact that he signed for less than six mil. Right. Oh, yeah. Like you're DeMarcus cousins. What do you do? I know he didn't really have a ton of great offers, but I mean, dang man, that was, yeah, that was rough. I would have loved to see him go to the Celtics because apparently Boston was second. And my first reaction to LeBron going to the Lakers was, oh my gosh, we could get a Celtics Lakers final sometime, yeah. in, sometime in the next few years. How sick would that be? It, it would be really cool. That is um, now I'll, I'll just be honest. Um, I'm fine with the fact that he didn't go to the Celtics just because of, you know, yeah. that, just that history. <laughs> yeah. I can't stand the Celtics. I would rather not see them. Although I am a recent fan of Rajon Rondo. So <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Um, but, <laughs> but no, I was okay with him not going to the Celtics, but yeah, no, I definitely, I mean, it's hard to be okay with anyone of, high quality signing with the Warriors, right? Right. I'm with you on that. Yeah. I think it's funny though that you bring up Rondo because it's like he's going on a tour of all the to uh become a fan favorite of all the fan bases that he's ticked <laughs> off over the years. <laughs> right. He went over the Bulls a couple of years ago with the history when he pushed Kirk Heinrich into the table and all yep. that. And then Bulls fans really rallied behind him. And I'm sure I'm sure that's going to be pretty cool with the Lakers fans. You guys are going to really like him. Yeah, you know, I, I'm a really big Rondo fan, actually. So when he was with the Celtics, obviously, no. Not a, not yeah. a huge Rondo fan because he was good and he was on the Celtics. And that's just the way it was. And, and you know, also his tough attitude. Is, is something that's it's hard when you're the opposition. But as a player, I've always loved Rondo for oh yeah for those things for being so tough and being you know kind of stubborn and just not caring about you know other people and and all that. So um, and actually, I read a story. I think it was in Sports Illustrated a while a long time ago about Rondo and had just how much of like a mathematical genius he was when he was younger and how it translated to basketball. How he would be like three or four plays ahead when wow one else was in the moment so i after that i kind of gained a a, hu- a much higher respect for rondo and then uh, you know you add everything else that comes with him like <laughs> playoff rondo and and all those kinds of things it's just it's hard not to root for the guy really yeah it's he's a really interesting guy another fun fact about him i remember reading in sports illustrated a long time ago was that he loves roller skating <laughs> Wait, I had no idea about that. How? What? Tell, talk to me about that. He loves like one, a hobby of his ever since he was like in high school. Maybe it was since he was a kid. Was to go to like roller rinks and just go roller skating with his friends. What? And that's crazy. That's yeah. <laughs> that's cool though. I mean, yeah, yeah. He's, he's always been a different guy. You know. Yeah. He's a guy that I would love to see play in the '80s or '90s because he had that nastiness to him. Yeah, yeah, and and like not Gary everyone, Payton. right, right, and not everyone could shoot as as well yeah, exactly. as they can now in that era. He would have fit in really well. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, um, let me ask you, Parker. You, I, okay, you seem pretty positive. You seem pretty confident that LeBron was coming to the Lakers. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. I felt really good about it. Absolutely. Why is that? 
Because I, I actually, if you heard me earlier a few weeks ago, I thought he was going to go to Houston because I was looking at it from a winning, just a basketball perspective of where is the best chance to win. And I can understand where you may be coming from with a lot of these things with the Lakers and some of those young guys and maybe trading for Kawhi, and I'm sure we'll touch on that. But I, I, I was definitely skeptical given the history of what the Lakers have offered to top free agents in past years nobody's been interested in coming so i'm curious why did you think this was different uh what do you think yeah so so the first thing it's a that's a really good point by you about past history because leading up to when when july 1st came around that's when i kind of thought started to creep in like you know he might actually not choose the Lakers and I was thinking I was thinking it's going to be the Sixers because that was the only other team that I heard that he had had representatives at a meeting with yeah so that was the thought behind that and I was like actually that makes sense they're more built to win now and then he could still get back to the finals if they yeah the the Celtics right so so that was that but um but for the majority of the time I really felt like LeBron was going to the Lakers and I heard you know, I'd, I'd heard things about how, you know, his, his house is in L.A. and how his family was a part of it and, and all these different things. And I, I thought that at this point in his career, I didn't think LeBron was necessarily worried about a ring chase because he already has three. And, he, you know, he, he has time left in his career that he could take a team that is kind of middle of the road and, and raise him. He's done that. He did that yes. last year. They just didn't win, right? Like he took a, a a not a great cast. I mean, they're good players. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but they're not Warriors good players. Right? Yeah. Like not even close. So so I thought LeBron was more, you know, worried about brand at this point in his career, brand, family, and just overall legacy. And and I think, you know, what's a better organization than the Los Angeles Lakers to you know add to your resume and your legacy right i mean maybe some would say the boston celtics uh so you know some would say (laughs) but 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 some would be wrong all right (laughs) no i'm just kidding but i'm not kidding but i am kidding so (laughs) yeah i know i know i was just uh i was uh poking you with that yeah yeah yeah, absolutely Uh, they got one more title okay it's it's a fact you can't get away from it um but but yeah so uh I mean, I don't know. I think the Los Angeles Lakers are a top five brand in sports. I would say they're top one, but you know that's biased. Yeah. So um, I I just thought this made sense, um, and and I'm so glad it did because I'm going to enjoy <laughs> watching basketball next year, Jack. It's going to be fun. It would have yes. been more fun had Paul George come, but now we don't need him. Now it's fine. He's gone. Like whatever. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't want to get into the discussion of if he made the right decision or not, because as you mentioned, there's so much more to this than a basketball decision of winning and losing. He's clearly a family man. And if I had, let's say I was taking a job, how annoyed would I be if I had millions of people that I don't know telling me I made a mistake with the job I picked? Right. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. I mean, if we want to look at it, okay, and say maybe this isn't the best chance to win, we can say that. But I, we, like, I think a, a common thing that we do, and this is something I can—I don't blame you for not following 
keeping up with all kinds of sports talk. We see this with people talking about Tim Tebow or whatever it may be. And they're always like, oh, this guy's just doing it wrong. And I know that's so counter to what you do with your YouTube channel of just letting people live their life and do what they want to do. Yeah, man. I mean, cool. Because that's, you know, that's what it's all about, right? It's, you know, this is your life. This is your one shot at it. So why not take every opportunity that you have to better yourself and better your quality of life? And, And a lot of that is the people that you're around and the mindset that you have going into each day. And so, listen, LeBron James is someone who's been from Cleveland his in, entire life, Akron, and and has has really done so much, not just basketball. Like, yeah, he did the ultimate thing. He brought them a title. But, like, think about the kids he's sending to college. Think yeah. about the community he's restored, all that. So he's done so much work there. And eventually, you know, even after basketball, if he really wants to move back to Akron, he can move back to Akron. Yeah. But for the time being, he probably made the decision of, I want to live in Los Angeles. I have a home in Los Angeles. This will be a great place for my kids who have a really good shot at doing something with basketball to go up in a system that's hard to play. California is a really good basketball state. Like, there's tough competition there. So that's a great opportunity. I'm I'm sure his wife is happy to be living in L.A., right? Yeah, good place to live. It's a lot to do. Um, so you think about all those things and yeah, I mean, it just, it makes sense. And, and that's exactly what I like to portray in, in my YouTube videos is that, you know, this, this life is what you make it and you, you can make it the best possible life that, that you want. It's just a matter of, you know, are are you willing to take the necessary steps to get it to where you want to be? Yep. Yeah, good stuff there. So let's talk about a little bit about this roster and where the Lakers go from here. Sure. Uh, yeah. What What do you see? What are you thinking? Kawhi is Is there going to be a move here? A trade made for Kawhi? You know, I've been really, I've been really up and down about about Kawhi Leonard because <laughs> at first it really seemed like it, and then it seemed like, oh no, the Spurs are jerks. And like, no, I'm just kidding. But the it's it, it's just I just you know they're like we're not gonna do anything to help the Lakers get better. It's like okay, well at the same time you haven't done anything to he- help the Warriors get worse. Like what are, yep. what are you doing? I don't. You're not gonna beat the Warriors. The Lakers with Kawhi might not even beat the Warriors, but it's a better chance. So I just I don't know, man. It's I would love for Kawhi to be a Los Angeles Laker. The word is that Kawhi just wants to go to L.A., uh, no matter where that is. Now, I'll tell you this. If Kawhi Leonard decides, yeah, going to the Clippers would be fine, then I think that speaks about Kawhi's intelligence, and it's not as high as it should be because <laughs> the Clippers are an awful organization. But that's, again, again, that's bias. For another time. Right, yeah, that. that's a whole other rant. So <laughs> um, I, I've become more skeptical. And hearing things about trade talks with other teams and and all that, I don't think it'll happen this year. Uh, I think. Do you if, think he's going anywhere I, I, this year? It's hard to fathom, right? Because yeah, all of this happening and with the injuries and organizations saying they want to try to get him there more long term, but he doesn't want to be there. It's it's really hard to gauge, and and you know why a lot of these things are hard to gauge, Jack, and you know this because you've covered sports, is that. 
no one really knows what someone is thinking or feeling except for that person and maybe yep. their significant other. Yeah. So it's just, you really, you really can't, we don't know what Kawhi thinks and feels. We don't know what pop thinks and feels. We don't know what the front office thinks and feels. So that's why it's so hard to gauge. Uh, I hope Kawhi ends up being a Laker. That would be amazing. But um, I also know next year's free agency is is huge, especially with a guy like Clay Thompson. You know, yeah. being, being a free agent. Michael Thompson's the broadcaster in LA, so that's huge. I mean, why? I listen. I know it would be ridiculous for him to not want to play anywhere except for Golden State because they've done so much there. But if there was a place that we're looking passing yeah. it just might be los angeles yeah so, uh, but but Kawhi leonard that that man like the rest of the world to me he's an enigma yep <laughs> yeah it's tough to read him i it's been a really weird situation it's really tough to tell where he's going to end up i do however think that if the celtics truly want him i think he's going to end up as a celtic However, what's going on with Kyrie there, we don't know. That's also an odd situation. So really, right now, if I had to guess, I would guess Philly. Yeah, and you know, the thing is, with with the Celtics, at least uh, this is what I'm thinking anyway, they would have to give up so much of a tremendous future that they have already built within the organization. Like, is it worth it? You know, well, you would be you'd be giving up Rozier, who's going to be a free agent next year. Uh-huh. So you you're basically to, you have to lock up Kyrie. Yeah, if you're doing that, and you'd have to probably give away either Brown you'd have to give up, or Tatum. Yeah. yeah, if not both, and, and they're not giving. No, up it both. wouldn't be both. It would be no. it would be Brown, Rozier, and maybe that Kings pick that they have, which is a lot. Yeah, and and I don't think Danny Age, under any circumstance, wants to trade Terry Rozier. That's like I've seen clips of, like there was a clip. Uh, this is really interesting. I don't know if you saw this, but uh, Terry Rozier was on like like a Bleacher Report show or, or something like that or whatever, and he called Danny Ainge right before they were about to make a pick. They hadn't made this pick. This was live NBA draft. He calls Danny Ainge. Danny Ainge not only picks up, but then proceeds to tell him who they're going to pick before they actually make the pick. So wow. I, if that doesn't tell you how much that yeah. man likes Terry Rozier, like, I don't know. I'm also yeah. a very big Terry Rozier fan, but, you know. Yeah, the other thing with Kyrie is you don't know what if he's going to stay healthy, too. So yeah, you could absolutely. be investing in Kawhi, and you don't know what's going to be his status with his quad. So, yeah, yeah I don't know. I, I was initially really liking that as a destination a few weeks ago, and even going back a few months, I had been beating the drum for one day Kawhi is going to be a Celtic, but I'm definitely becoming a lot more skeptical over that. Yeah, I for for Laker fans, let's let's hope not. Um, <laughs> if it becomes a Sixer, that would be much more favorable. Um, and probably make for a really interesting Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, um, absolutely. But, um, yeah, I would love to see Kawhi in a Lakers uniform, if at all, in the future. Okay, so what's the offer? So would you, you aren't sure if you'd make a trade for Orem or not? Yeah, you know, okay, so w- the proposed trade that that kept circulating was something ridiculous, like Kuzma, Ingram... Yeah. 
heart ball heart and like two picks <laughs> and i'm like yeah. okay so why don't we just trade away everything right like julius randall's already gone so let's just yeah. give away the rest of our your team boy and, yeah oh, oh dude you know how much i'm a julius randall fan <laughs> i've been following that dude since junior year of high school like i am i am huge on that man like it's just yeah do you think the Spurs want the ball family with them? I don't. Oh, boy. <laughs> Do I think the Spurs want the ball family with them? Um, <laughs> I, I, you know, I don't know that really anyone wants uh, the ball family with them. It's a, you know, it's a circus. It's, and, and it died down a little bit towards the end, which was great. Yeah, I was tell. wondering if Magic stepped in and said something there and was like, yeah, something's going to happen here. Like, you need to stop. Right, yeah. I mean, I hope so, and I hope he would respect that. That would be, that would be fantastic. But, um, yeah, no, I don't, think, I don't think the Spurs want that. But, honestly, I just don't think the Spurs want – I don't think they want to make the Lakers better in any way. Yeah. So, I, but, on, I mean, honestly, I don't know if that trade does make them better. I, I don't yeah. know who you, who you get right yeah like in free agency because yeah okay you have lebron and Kawhi. that's great um but uh, uh, by the yeah, way what's what's well, the rest of the roster that look like that <laughs> yeah right i mean okay like the the Cavs had kevin love and and lebron now that's way different kevin love and Kawhi. Leonard, let's be clear but but like okay so the lakers still have Ka- say they have Kawhi and lebron and like have to figure the rest out um the golden state warriors still have kevin durant steph curry clay thompson and draymond green and now DeMarcus Cousins. So that's, I don't know about you, but that doesn't sound still favorable to me. No, it doesn't. And I, I don't want to see Kawhi teamed up with LeBron because uh, you're going to have to stay patient with me here for a second, Parker. Okay. But right. um, LeBron may be a little difficult for some guys to play with just because of how ball dominant he is. Where that's if fair. You're, if you're playing in Boston, you're playing in Golden State, they're gonna you're they're sharing the sugar everywhere, so you're gonna get your touches. But LeBron's so ball dominant that you see what happened with Kevin Love, where now you could say have whatever opinion you have of Kevin Love, and like you said, he's not Kawhi Leonard. But I right. don't want to see Kawhi Leonard relegated to the role of second option because I truly believe when he's healthy, he's one of the top three or four players in the league. Yeah, I think most people would agree with you. I think that a lot of people put Kawhi number two for for a good part of last year, and then yeah. coming into this year, definitely. Yep. And then you know, obviously the injury and <laughs> everything else happens. Yeah. But um, no, I think you're, I think you're right on that because a lot of, you know Kawhi does the one thing that a lot of stars don't do, and that's he plays defense better than pretty much everyone. So. Yep. And and when you think about like they're like who's the best two way player in the game and the common names that come up are Kawhi, Jimmy Butler, and Clay Thompson, but but Clay Thompson doesn't have the offensive package that Kawhi has, so that's what you know elevates him in in that regard. But it's uh, yeah, I mean I would I would like to have Kawhi. I think that LeBron and he, I think it's just hard for me to think that someone won't work with LeBron. You know, I mean yeah, it is. It's it because. LeBron works with everyone. Now they may not get along behind the scenes sometimes. Yeah. But I mean, overall, LeBron's pretty much shown that you can give that man, you know, a deck of cards and a soda to play with, and like he'll make it work somehow. <laughs> I just don't, you know. So I don't know, but we'll see. All right, one last Laker question, and then totally. we can talk a little bit about some of these other 
things happening around the league, and then we'll get into the uh, American Ninja Warrior stuff. So as, yeah. as the roster sits right now, um, let's say there's no Kawhi trade. Okay. Where do you think they go in terms of shaping up the rest of this roster, and what are reasonable expectations for the Lakers coming into the 2018 to 2019 season? Hard to hard to believe we're already in almost in 2019. Yeah, I know that's crazy, and especially with yeah, it's it's right around the corner. I guess October's coming up. Yeah, so <laughs> that's weird. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, you see the you see the roster you have right now, and honestly, with the roster that it, that is right now, and then you add LeBron James to it, it's it's really exciting for me at least because this was a team that that excited Laker fans last year when they didn't really have much, right? And yeah, and so you know, you, you th- just the thought of having like a a starting five of a of a Lonzo. Kyle Kuzma, LeBron James, like Brandon Ingram, and then you know whoever you want to put at center. Um, I, I don't know what the status of Brooke Lopez is. I'll be honest on that one, but um, that would have been great if that fifth spot could have been Julius Randle. But that's Brooke Lopez actually a few hours ago signed with the Bucks. Oh, fantastic! Okay, I you know I was always eh with Brooke Lopez because he's like <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't rebound like he shoots yeah. from wherever. That's cool, but. Yeah, I don't know. Um, He's like the opposite of his his brother. Th- yeah, they're very different players, and they all. Always... And I would rather have Robin right now. <laughs> yeah, no, I think you would be. Yeah, I think you might be right in saying that, honestly. And we, you know, what's crazy is we probably would have said differently, like you know, years ago, right? Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm actually. So I just pulled. I pulled up the Lakers roster. Oh yeah. Okay. okay. So so they signed uh, KCP. So that was great. Yes. Um, I think that the thing that dramatically has changed is bench depth, you know, because they got they got Hart still, Josh Hart, Contavious Caldwell Pope. Um, they uh, they brought in Lance Stevenson. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, that's something we could talk about, but probably better for our health if we don't. Well, this is an interesting uh, <laughs> roster, Parker, because. This isn't the best three-point shooting team. If you have Rondo, no. Lonzo, yeah, no. LeBron, Lance, it'll, yeah. it'll be interesting to watch. Yeah, oh, and I just remember that five spot will probably now be filled by JaVale McGee. So, oh yes, there is that. I would rather see Zubats, uh, Ivaka Zubats. It's, he's yep. young and upcoming. I would rather see him start and get time. But um, JaVale McGee is proven, and he just won a ring, so probably. I would assume that would happen. But yeah, then you know, you got Rondo on the bench, you got KCP on the bench, like Josh Hart. It's, you know, it's decent. And So where's this team going? Uh where in the West does it finish? Oh, well, obviously playoffs, no doubt. I mean, a, a LeBron James team is not going to miss the playoffs. Okay. Um and honestly, I thought this team without LeBron with another year of experience would have been pretty close to the 8 seed uh, this year. So who falls out? Uh, well, the Nuggets are getting better. You know what I was thinking about? Nuggets didn't make it either. Yeah, yeah, right. But so, um, yeah. So I'm saying they were a team that could have been in, though. Yep. Um, yeah. Um, who, wait, who was the eight? The Warriors played the. The Timberwolves were the eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Timberwolves. Okay. So the Timberwolves could fall because, yeah. I, you know, you hear all the team chemistry. About, yeah, chemistry. Exactly. So you hear about those things. That could happen. It, so, so. 
it, it, it should be noted that I should definitely be checked on this um, and, and, and should be questioned about this opinion. But a team oh boy. That, you could, that you could really see fall is the Portland Trailblazers. Oh, I, I thought that's where you're going. Yeah, I'm not... yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that's fair. I mean, because cool, think about it. So, right, this team finishes third, gets swept in the first round. Yep. And, Very up and down team. You're right. And and the reason they really got that three spot is because they, they won over ten games in a row towards the end. And then yeah. and then just stayed you know, stayed the course the rest of the way home. So they got swept by the Pelicans, who also are now losing Rondo, and they didn't have cousins for the playoffs, but that could be another team that you could keep an eye on too. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, the Pelican I mean, losing Rondo is is huge. And and yeah, they did it without cousins, but just the fact that he won't even be there for those regular season games to try to get yeah. to the playoffs, like that's yep. a, that's a tough blow. But yeah, go back to the Blazers. Sorry, I cut you off there. No, no, yeah, I just I just think the Blazers are really interesting, man, because in terms of of of, of where they're going, because where are they going? They're they're these, these they got two amazing guards, you know, very very good guards in the league. But but like, where has the improvement been? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I know what you mean. I don't. And they lost. I I think Nurkic is a free agent right now too. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. And yeah. So I mean, and he's good. He's. I mean, I do. He is good. good. He can play. So, yeah. So uh, that'd be a big loss. Yeah, it would be. I. Yeah. I mean, Trailblazers could fall. I don't know. I think the Lakers. I, I think if you look at it, I think the Lakers could be. So they're not gonna beat the Warriors. Uh, they probably, probably won't beat the Rockets. Please don't disrespect the Jazz. No, I, well, mm, ah, see, I don't know. They're, you know, <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. It's close. <laughs> um, I think the I I think the Jazz are really good. Um, I still think they're. I mean, they're still pretty young, so you know that could be something to look at. But no, the the Jazz are really good. They're the real deal. Donovan Mitchell is very good. Rudy Gobert is sensational yep um, didn't really go bear just win defensive player of the year i believe he did yeah i mean well deserved know. yeah very much so i so, would have actually voted al horford which is outside the box a little bit but yeah yeah well you know he brings a lot to the table that people don't see yeah exactly um i i think if the lakers finished fourth in the west that would be awesome i think that'd be great Okay, so let me ask you, Parker. So far, free agency winners and losers. Anyone come to mind? I know I have a winner in mind. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, listen. The winner is the Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, other than the Lakers, <laughs> um, uh, the La- the Lakers won, no doubt. But um, I mean, it's hard to say the Warriors didn't win because because yeah. here's why I say that because. Not only did they sign DeMarcus Cousins, but they pulled the air out of, like, all the air out of the balloon that is the NBA. Like, you had yes. players reacting all over Twitter. Oh, man. Just <laughs> devastated. And, like, what is going on? And, like, they did what? And it's just, you know, I mean, it's hard to not say the Warriors win just by signing. They signed DeMarcus Cousins for, like, 5.6. Unbelievable. Like, like What? Yeah. You know, so I mean there've been there've been other other signings and and trades and things and all that and and you think about the draft and what people did and and you know those things add but it would it would hard to say a a winner is um is not the Lakers or the Warriors. Okay, well outside of that, is there anyone well, I could tell you mine. Sure, go for it. How about the Pacers? 
Yeah, they, I mean, no, they made some moves. Uh, they got Dougie McBuckets, so they got <laughs> some more uh, shooters. Tyreek? Yep, Tyreek Evans. They brought back Bogdanovich, and yep. they also, there was another one that they, another guy. Oh, uh, Kylo Quinn. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, he's Deso. Definitely yeah, Deso. I like that. I like that rotation. I, I do too. Um, I'll go ahead. I thought they were gonna make a play for Marcus Smart. He seemed like the just the logical replacement to Lance Stevenson. Yeah, yeah, yeah honestly, except you know maybe it's just a little more better. safe. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, better and more safe. <laughs> um, I I love Marcus Smart actually. He's um, great. In ever since Oklahoma State, he always had a he yeah. always had a rough and rugged game. Yep. Um, I think that's fair. I I mean, it's hard to it's hard to say that they were winners over the Lakers, the Warriors, but right, no. yeah. But we're no, you're it. right. And um, they they definitely they they made moves. I think it is. Um, yeah, actually, you know what? You want to know? It's uh, kind of funny, Jack. The uh, um, and you know, you've had Jordan on the podcast yep. a couple of times. I've like, like, I've like reached out to him on Twitter a couple of times because of the like the two signings they made. Like, I think today they signed Zaza Pachulia. <laughs> and they then, did. Like, and then previously they signed some other guy that was just like so you know vanilla. And I was like, these are the moves you've been <laughs> looking for. Yeah, these are the ones you've wanted. Are like, you saying that he his skin tone resembled vanilla? <laughs> or his game uh, um, i'm gonna go with game i'm gonna go well both but i mean yeah i don't know it's like who do you want zaza pachulia or lebron james jr <laughs> you know <laughs> give, give me brawny and i don't know i'm just kidding oh uh, but yeah yeah by uh, the way for those who don't know jordan morandini did the baseball podcast and is a big pistons fan very much yeah yeah, and if and I think if we're talking about losers, it's it's obvious, yep. right? The Cleveland Cavaliers are the loser of free agency, but at the same time, though, like they're not they're the losers of free agency, but like they didn't really lose anything with LeBron James. Like he he did what he said he would do. Yeah, you know, and he gave Cleveland a title, which it, which never happened, yeah. and just that that whole city in general. So. But, I mean, yeah, obviously for this round of free agency, they are the losers. I can't feel bad for Cleveland fans because, I mean, they did that whole Believeland 30 for 30. Did you see that? Yep. Okay. So the whole thing struck me as a little like, yeah, everyone should feel bad for us. And I'm like, they left out the point that all these people from Cleveland are Ohio State fans. (laughs) <laughs> at least a lot of them <laughs> that's true one of the greatest college true. football programs of all time and they got what 12 years of lebron james yeah yeah that's a long time or how many oh no it was because it was it was seven right the first yeah. tenure yep and then um four so 11 yeah 11 yeah so yeah i mean yeah, well, that's true. That's a good point. I mean, granted, it's not a you know quote professional sports team, but it is. It's <laughs> it's high profile. Cavs were you know they they had one target, they missed out on the target. Now Kevin loves their best player. Like, <laughs> yeah, so, where does Cleveland go from here? They gotta uh, blow the whole thing up, right? Colin Sexton, man, that guy is next. I don't, you know, I don't know. It's yeah, they 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 definitely need a, a restart. They need to hit the restart button. Gotta love Colin Sexton, Parker. Who'd you like out of this draft? Just give me a uh, give me a few names. Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I loved Colin Sexton. Um, he's you know his quote about being the most competitive player 
in the draft. Um, I think that that speaks a lot just to character and stuff. So I thought that was really cool. Um, I like what the I, I you know I go back and forth, but but today anyway, I like what the Lakers <laughs> did with signing uh, Mo Wagner. I thought yeah. that was pretty smart. It just you know for where they were in the draft, so I thought that was cool. Yeah, um, I like Wagner. I think that the Holiday brother that went like super Aaron, late where he Aaron was Holiday. Yeah, I, I, I feel like, I feel like that was smart just because great pick. It was so low for him and everything. Um, and then you look at, uh, I don't, I don't know about the Hawks, man. Training up to three to yeah. get so young, like I just don't know about that. But um, I know I saw Macal Bridges. Macal Bridges looked pretty good in summer league recently. Um. Oh. Oh. You know who? Oh, looks wait. Like? It was. Uh. It was the Mavs that traded up for Trey. Trey Young, right? Or no? Wait. Um. No. They traded up for Doncic. I mean, they got Doncic. Yes. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. yeah. So the Hawks traded down and picked them. Just right, clarifying. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah my, bad, my bad. My bad. Yeah. So. Um. So yeah, that was that. Um. I. I Doncic is going to be interesting to watch. Obviously, you can point to Aiton as as being really really interesting bridges i said was was good oh oh yeah um kevin knox yes kevin knox Kentucky. in summer league like i was watching this dude and i was amazed i was like why i didn't i didn't know about this like i, <laughs> I didn't know he had that in him yeah so uh he could he could end up <clears throat> excuse me he could end up really really a solid player um and especially in a in a market like new york that could be fun. Yeah, could be. All right, last bit of NBA talk. So you saw the Bulls. Uh, re- yes. Okay, so, yeah, the Kings put in an offer sheet. Zach Levine, I believe it was four <laughs> years, $80 million. Bulls matched it. What do you think? Yeah, you know, man, for a dude that just came off an ACL, like, that's a lot of money. But it it, is. It, also, Zach Levine's a really good player. And, you know, he flies higher than most dudes in the league. He is very athletic. He's improved shooting. He played on a Timberwolves team that had decent players at the time. So it's it's tough to gauge at this point. You know, he's still fresh off injury, and he's a good player. So who knows? Well, I think that I saw a lot of Bulls fans upset about this. Yeah, yeah. But here's my thing is – when is the Bulls front? Everyone's like, well, we got to save that money for next offseason so he can sign all these big time free agents. So it's like, when's the last time a hot button free agent has picked the Bulls? Carlos <laughs> Boozer? <laughs> that's true. Yeah, ben that's Wallace? True. Yeah, yeah. So I think, I don't, I mean, I don't think that was horrible. I mean, NBA contracts don't make a whole lot of sense. And yeah, I think a lot of money. Yeah. And it's, again, this isn't like baseball where. Jason Hayward signs an eight-year deal, twenty a year. I mean, this is this is just a four-year contract, so it's not the end of the world. I I like that they took the risk on Levine, and yeah, he, he was a big piece. They traded. He was a big part of that Jimmy Butler trade, and I would have hated for them to lose him for nothing. Yeah, no, I mean, and also, you know, I mean, as you watched that young core last year, like it it looked kind of promising, right? Yeah. You know, it was. You think about him, Chris Dunn, Markinen. Yep. It, it looked it looked pretty decent, and it looked like with time and and maybe adding, you know, another solid player like yeah, that another lottery pick, right? Like a fun playoff team. Yeah, and, you know, like like look at the um, look at the Bucks this year, yep. right? It's kind of what they did. 
yep. they just kind of built up the pieces, signed some guys here and there, and suddenly they're this fun team that people want to root for. So, yeah, there that is a bandwagon for like, <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I feel like people have these cute bandwagon teams that they like, but <laughs> sure. it's acceptable to root for them. And it's almost an even bigger bandwagon to hate on the teams like the Warriors. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I think at this point, everyone in the league pretty much dislikes the Warriors. Yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> That's secret safe to there. Say. No. <laughs> All right, Parker, I want to talk about your experience with American Ninja Warrior. I mean, this is it's a show that's been a big part of your life for a long time. You finally got to compete on it last year. How did you get drawn into the show, first off? Yeah, man. So when I first started, um, I actually, so I watched the show with my family. Um, They got me into it. And they were always like, you know, Parker, you could do this. Like, I bet, I bet you could do the things these dudes are doing. And I'm like, yeah, probably, you know, (laughs) naive me. Like, (laughs) like, yeah, I could do all that. Like, but, um, but so yeah, it was always kind of like it was in the very back of my mind because when I first started watching the show, you know, I was still, I was still thinking about other sports and I was thinking about school and and all the all this stuff. Um, but then I decided a, a, a couple of summers ago, I was like, you know, I've my entire life I've I've always wanted to be you know an athlete and even in college I wanted to be an athlete like freshman year I wanted to walk on to Valpo's golf team um, wow. but I I was an engineer and <laughs> I was not good at engineering so <laughs> so uh, that took up all my time and uh, I never had that chance and also my my uh, parents didn't think it was a good idea for me to take my clubs to college because they thought that's all I would be doing and they would, probably would have been right <laughs> it's so, an easy way to waste money too Yes, very much so. <laughs> so I probably would have been at the range a lot and on the playing green, but um, so that didn't happen. But I was like, you know, I'm watching some of these people compete, and I'm like, well, no, this is like, I mean, this is my opportunity. This is the this is where I could be a professional athlete if I really put in the work. And and let's be clear, I, I'm not yet. I you know I don't get paid yeah. for the stuff. I I'm I'm training every day like really hard to try to get to that point but it you know it's so much it's so much work that goes into it the top dudes in the sport are dudes that have been doing it for eight plus years so um but yeah i got i i was i always watched the show and then a couple of summers ago i think it was the summer of 15 was it no no 16 my bad it was the <laughs> yeah it was after i graduated it was the summer after i graduated i started training and I just, I just dove in head first. Like I followed countless people on Instagram. I watched numerous YouTube videos and I was just a hundred percent everything I got go for it. And I mean, I'm telling you, Jack, I was doing things like, like I would log, I had a log, I had an Excel sp- spreadsheet logging the amount of hours of film I watched wow. of Ninja, of Ninja Warriors like, and I'm not talking about just the show. Like, I'm talking about submission videos on YouTube and how people did it and who were successful and who wasn't. I'm talking about Instagram clips. I'm talking about a series on YouTube called Ninja vs. Ninja with Evan Dollard. I mean, like, like Team Ninja Warrior, American Ninja Warrior. I was watching so much film 
it was it was ridiculous and trying to learn how these people did it because we don't have you know valpo didn't have a ninja gym it, it was a, there's the closest one is an hour and a half away so i had to just go to parks and go to all right explain what's a ninja gym to those who are wondering oh yeah, yeah good call <laughs> um, i was like i'm thinking whoa Ninja gyms, that sounds pretty <laughs> sick. I mean, I know I've heard you talk about them before, but I'm sure a lot of people are wondering what exactly that is. Yeah, for sure. So a ninja gym is, it, you take the show Ninja American Ninja Warrior, and you think about all the obstacles that are on there. Basically, what people have done around the country is they've taken all the obstacles from from all the seasons. You know, there's been, it's been 10 seasons, and, um, well, this is the 10th season, and they they t- just take the obstacles from the show and then they add on to them in these gyms and it's just this you know this big space and sometimes small small spaces but for the most part the gyms are pretty pretty decently sized and they just have all these gyms you know you got your warped wall your salmon ladder um you have the quintuple steps you have the the devil steps uh, all those things that you think about when you think ninja warrior they're all incorporated and and the people that that our gym owners, they find ways to add on to the obstacles to make them even harder than the show. The local competitions are harder than the show. And you know the show's hard because, yeah. <laughs> because there's only been two people that have ever completed the whole course and there's only been or the, all the stages of the finals and there's only been one grand champion. So obviously that's hard. But the local competitions, they make even harder sometimes. So... Um, I mean, these gyms are very extensive, but, um, yeah, so I was, so the closest ninja gym to Valpo was an hour and a half away. So I'm just training on playgrounds and, and parks and, you know, log watching film and doing everything in my power and everything I can to try to be able to get to a spot where I can compete with these guys, even though I've never been on obstacles. I was able to go to a ninja gym three times before I went on the show and I think that definitely um, that played a part in the result of my run. But I mean, I I worked relentlessly hard on, on trying to be ready and, you know, doing things like doing things like creating a, a soundtrack of crowd ambiance and crowd noise to have, on my iPod to play in my headphones while I train so that I wouldn't get flustered by the moment. Wow. Uh, that's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, like, you know, like I said, I was working really hard and, and when I go for something, you know, I don't want there to be a reason that I didn't accomplish what I set out to accomplish except for, you know, like physical limitations or, or any of that. I want to, I want to be ready for, for what it is that I have coming at me. And so I, I did everything in my power to try to be ready. Um, the stage is just a, a little bit bigger and a little bit brighter than you can even prepare for. So what happens next then? So you, I know you had to send in an audition tape. Did they interview you at all? Or did they basically bring you out for a tryout? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. The, the process of the show, coolest thing in the world. Like, I mean, so so incredibly awesome because you i mean you legitimately feel like they make you feel like a star it is it's a it's amazing now you get 
you get the call. I could. Oh my gosh, you get the call. Holy cow, that was so fun. <laughs> um, March sixteenth, one forty nine p.m. That was uh, <laughs> that was when I got mine. And you probably have like a screenshot of that frame absolutely. somewhere in your house. <laughs> Not frame, but I have the screenshot saved <laughs> of the call. Yeah, I remember. Um, so. Yeah, man, it, that was just such a, a crazy day. I called so many people that day, and I remember talking to the producer and him telling me all this stuff, and I'm like, I'm like rushing to type these things on my computer because knowing darn well that I'm going to forget everything <laughs> that this man says in like two seconds because I'm just so, you know, adrenaline is so high, and I'm so just amazed by life at that point. But, um, yeah, so that happens, and then... It was just, it was just crazy. The process, you know, after that, I mean, it, you have interviews with story producers, you have to fill out over 50 pages of paperwork. Um, you have to sign a bunch of things. You got to get people to sign things. If you had other people that were in your submission video, you have to have them sign things. Wow. But it, but it was so fun. And this, you know, the conversation that I have with the story producer was awesome because they wanted, you know, my story was based around me and my granddad's relationship and uh, they were just really into that. And so for them to, you know, want to know all this just about my, just my regular life and everything that genuinely happens, it was really cool. And it was cool to be able to explain it. And then from that point, um, you know, I, th- I was lucky they gave me a little over a month to prepare and because uh, sometimes you only get like three weeks or you know two and a yeah. half, so so they gave me over it gave me a call with over a month to spare, and uh, that was good for training. And then and then I fly out, and it's just <laughs> the, the the three days, man, are just so it is so cool because the first day is a day for all the like all the you know, fun camera shots. And you know me, a videographer, like, yeah, this, this was amazing to experience behind the scenes just from that, like a technical and video aspect. Like I was seeing these cameras these dudes were using and I was like, oh my gosh, this is why I need to make more money so I can buy these, <laughs> like, you know? So, but, um, but yeah, it was like, so we did things called hero footage where they take picture or they take video of you in physically imposing positions you know, with your, with your props that you have. Like for me, it was uh, a plaque of my granddad and a baseball. So, um, there was that. And then they, then they did action stuff where, you know, you know, I had to showcase some parkour moves and jump over people and, and, you know, jump off, uh, you know, blocks and stuff. And, and so that was cool. And then they had the interview portion, which, that you when you get to the interview portion like that's when you really feel like oh my gosh this is this is really a tv show <laughs> yeah like, like they really are trying to make you a star if if you pan out because they you know they sit you down it's you and the interviewer there's people in the background there's huge lights um you know ready taking notes marking things down all this stuff and they're just asking you all about your life again it's basically like what you did previously but this time it's on a camera and, um, and that was, that was just awesome. And then, and then the next day it's, it's go time and you wait, oh, you wait a long time. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> you get, you know, <laughs> there's, um, I think, I think we got there. When did we get there? At 6, 6 p.m. And like runs, I don't think runs started until like, like nine, maybe eight. But um, they had to do all that for paperwork and everything. And then it, the, the night goes into like, you know, three, four a.m., something like that. But um, yeah. And then, and then next thing you know, you are you're running the course and and it's go time that sounds like a really amazing experience i'm glad you were able to take a lot of positives out of that totally I, but i know when you went out there it didn't exactly go the way you you had planned and you had hoped for so what was it like in terms of i it may have been really hard for you but how are you able to bounce back from that and what was that feeling like initially and how did it get better yeah, man, that was, uh, that was really, it was tough. It was real tough. I, um, yeah, I, I fell on the second obstacle. Um, and, and the hardest part about that was it, it was not because of a strength thing. It was because of a, of, of technical, you know, mm. it's, it was like, I approached the obstacle incorrectly and, um, yeah, that that moment is um, it's it's nuts, you know, because um, so it was the indication was that I I was going to be if I did well enough featured on the show. And I haven't told a lot of people this, um, but uh, the lady that did my wow. story emailed me and, and said, hey, listen, if if you go far enough, there's a very, very high chance that your story will be profiled. Uh, on NBC and yeah in which I'm gonna just uh throw in here for those who don't know they shoot a lot of ninjas right and not everyone makes it onto the tv yeah like 120 were in Kansas City wow um yeah I was like 30th and um so did that add to the pressure at all Oh, no doubt. Yeah, absolutely. Like I tried to kind of suppress it like it didn't. But yeah, no doubt. Just the fact that, you know, you have that um, hanging over your head is it's it's really it's you know, it's really big. But um, and also and like I felt great. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I felt great the entire time. And then when I walked up, man, this uh, this is what this is what did it. I walked up there. I got to the starting line. I saw everything. I was still really excited and super hyped up. And and then they turn on this huge monitor oh, to the man. right to the right of you. It's huge. I mean, it's like it's like the size of sides of houses. Huge, and <laughs> like and, Cowboy Stadium, big basically. Like yes, huge. And it's your face. Zoom, oh my they're, gosh! They just zoomed in on you. <laughs> oh I, no. And that I was cool. I was feeling great. All my mental preparation, everything I thought was was working. And then that happened. And then just like I just I don't know if you can hear that, but I just snapped. Yeah, yeah, I did. But, <laughs> but <laughs> then it just hit, and I was like, oh my gosh! And I made it through the floating steps. Uh, no, like no problem. I was still a little nervous though. And uh, and then that happened. And and here's the craziest part, because they knew my you know, they wanted to feature me and everything and all that. When I, when I was in trouble on the second obstacle, 
the entire crowd and everybody in the area was chanting my name. And so to then fall (laughs) on that obstacle, I mean, I've never had, I've never had a whole like stadium or area chant my name for like, that was crazy. It was awesome. And I barely remember it because I was so, you know, my brain was everywhere. Um, but it was crazy. And so then you fall and you hit the water and they throw you that palm wonderful towel, which I still have, by the way, it's actually great in my room and I shower with it every day to remind (laughs) me. Um, yeah, it's a constant reminder. So, um, but yeah, that it's, it's a crazy feeling. And, you know, especially when you have like 11 family members that make the trip. Yeah. Uh, And so I just went back to the hotel after that and lifted and screamed for like, (laughs) like two hours and (laughs) eventually went to bed, but didn't go to bed. And so it was a lot, but I mean, all that, all that story, you know, and it's all, it's all that, it's all, you know, it's a lot, but I really do only think about nowadays, I really only think about the positives from that trip. So it was great. Yeah. So what positives were you able to take away from that and incorporate into your life? And in terms of bouncing back from that, did it take a while? Are you still, are is that something that still racks your brain sometimes and you think about that? Are you trying to get back into it? Yeah, no, absolutely. So, I mean, absolutely. I, I, I don't think about it as much as I used to, but it still comes up once in a while. Like when I, like when I watch the show in season this year, I think like, 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 that that could have been you know and like i think about the opportunity and just how everything unfolded and it was i yeah i i do think about it every now and again but i i try not to think about it as much as i as i try to think about the future and the potential i still have in this sport um i am still training i have a ninja gym in orlando now that i am a member at so huge advantage over previous training Um, but yeah, man, I think, you know, in terms of just the the positives and everything that came out of it, like I met so many great people. I got to experience an atmosphere where the people were genuinely interested just in you as a human and, and your happiness and, and all this. And it was just such a positive vibe and it, and it just, you felt so good about everything that was happening. It's like, there really is a lot of good in this world. You know, we get caught up in so much stuff, so much negativity, especially on social media and everything and all that. And it's just like, there's so much good out there. And when I fell, man, I was, my brain was thinking rage, but everyone that I walked by, you know, towel in my mouth, just, clenching it with my teeth like Kobe like <laughs> like everyone was just trying to give me positive word and like I wasn't having it at the time because I was just you know just pissed but I don't know if I can say that but no you're fine um, yeah okay you can say that. <laughs> um but it was just like you know it's such a positive community and I didn't train after that for about three months but then I got back into it and I had met so many great people from that. And it just it just gave me a reason to keep going. And, you know, that's really, in terms of like, so you know this, um, I'm, a, I'm a very 
strong Christian. Yeah. And I'm a, uh, I grew up Lutheran and, um, you know, I, I really do be praying a lot and talk to God a lot. And so I was just, you know, leading up to that, I was just so in awe that God had put me in a situation to like partake in a dream and turn it into a reality. Like that whole, even the, the training leading up to the show, I would say was almost as fun as the show because it was like as close to the Lord that I had ever been because I was just like, you know, really seeing things move wow. in my life. And so that was just, that was such a huge positive. And the whole time I was just thinking like, like, um, this opportunity just came because you gave it. So thank you. And like, just, I don't know why I was lucky enough to have this opportunity, but you know, whatever happens is for a plan. And now as I kind of, as I kind of see things play out, you know, if I, like, if I would have done well on Ninja Warrior, it's, it's so funny, like looking back at things and and seeing how everything goes. If I would have done well on Ninja Warrior, my summer would have been taken up and I would (laughs) have never got an internship at the, at University of Notre Dame. And then, I would play like a champion. Do, yeah, well, so I got that internship that was a summer internship, then that turned into a year internship, which turned into me learning wow. more than I ever could have ever imagined about video, which turned into me getting paid and then getting paid more and then building relationships. So it's just like you just you think about that all as a whole instead of one one moment that you key in on, right? Like so, so often we just key in on these tiny little negatives or these things that are just so small in the grand scheme. If you think of the grand scheme, so much positive came out of me falling on the second obstacle of that show that it's just like, all I can do is like look up and be like, thank you. And yeah, that's that. Yeah. Thank you so much for opening up about that. I really appreciate that. No, yeah, I definitely. I think your story is relatable and it anyone could I mean it sounds cliche but God really does work in weird ways like for me No yeah it's true For me some who might not know I was diagnosed with a thyroid disease my senior year of college and I'm basically doing this um as a hobby and I have a couple of part-time things I'm working on but I'm not able to really search the job market the way I'd hoped to once I graduated but as you mentioned, like that has brought me into so much prayer and being in the word and God really bringing a lot of joy and happiness into my life because I'm forced to really rely on him in those times. So, yeah. And I, and I just, I would like to say, you know, for everything that you've had to endure over the last few years, like, I mean, you know, to be positive in the way that you are and still be very happy and, and, you know, continue with doing the things you love, everything, Jack, I, I mean, it's, it's inspiring. So, you know, you're doing great things and, and I'm, I'm just, I'm so happy for you and everything that, you know, you've accomplished to this point. Thanks a ton, Parker. I, I really do appreciate that. That's very kind yeah, of you. Yeah, you got it, man. Absolutely. So, uh, is there anything else you want to throw in there on the subject or the ninja, or do you want to get into the YouTube plug? Uh, yeah, I mean, we can, we can, yeah, I'll, I will say, <laughs> um, before, before I plug real quick, um, uh, just sticking along the, you know, the lines of, of motivation and, and inspiration and all those kinds of things. Um, uh, I, I'll preface this with what my granddad always told me growing up, and that's, you never have to listen to anything I say, but I'm going to tell you what worked. 
So I'm just going to tell you what works. There are uh, a couple of qualities that that have remained constant in my life. There are three, and and are the keys in my in my opinion to why I've been able to not only succeed in in all the fields that I've set out on journeys with, but also been able to maintain a very high quality of life in that time. One is simple. Um, and it's my slogan on my YouTube channel, which yes. is, I like to have fun. Yep. I, I, that's how I approach each day. I like, like, how can I have fun today? How can I make today interesting and enjoyable? And so that my life stays at high quality and what can I do to, to just make everything feel great, you know? And so that's, that's number one. Number two I used to say it a lot more. Um, I should say it more now, but I always think about it. Um, and that's just to love life and to help others love life. And, you know, it's because it starts, it starts, you can't help others love life if you don't love yours. Right. So, I mean, like you can, but it's just harder. Yeah. And so, so, you know, you got you got to just be thankful this for this thing, man, that we've got, and 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 love everything about your life. Like you may, there may be certain aspects of your life that you don't really enjoy. Like you might be at a job that you don't like, but if you find ways to to turn flip that around into a positive and be like, oh my gosh, I have a job, like yeah. that's crazy, that's awesome. So many people don't, and. And you know, like I get to work, I get to talk with actual people, I get to converse with real people, like like those kind of things. You know, if you can if you can love your life, and then and then here's the thing, if you love your life, people will feed off you because they'll see how much you love life and they'll want that. They'll be they'll be like, what does this person have that makes this thing that we're all doing so enjoyable? And they'll see that and they'll want it, and then it's just your job to share it with them. Yeah. So, contagious right so love your life that is uh that's number two and then number three and we already touched on it a little bit but uh i'm i'm again i really really believe that god has a plan and a purpose for everything and you see that over the course of time in the moment you're not going to see it because you know they, there's just so many elements of the plan and the journey that he has mapped out but if you just trust that plan and trust the process that is God's plan, you're going to be okay. And I it, stay prayed up, you know, keep, keep, keep the faith and, and you'll be all right. Yeah. Amen. I'm with you on all three of those. Great stuff there, Parker. And I also love how you throw in there that you like to have fun and you're a Christian because a lot of people think, you're a Christian, so you don't like to have fun, but you can do both. <laughs> sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, man. I'll tell you, every day, I'm telling you, man, every day is what you make of it. And for me, I just like making every day different in the next and having fun. <laughs> All right, let's get this uh, YouTube. All right, so if you haven't, you need to check out Parker's YouTube channel. And I'll, I'll let you talk a little bit about what you do on there. Which, I got you. Yeah. yeah, no doubt. So before I talk about the YouTube channel real quick, I'll just quick plug. Um, Facebook, you can find me, Parker Gatewood. Oh, yeah. And Twitter, Twitter and Instagram, Parker B. Gatewood is the at there, at Parker B. Gatewood. So, all right, that's done. Yeah, and I'll, um, I'll include those in the blog post as well. Sweet. Thanks, man. Yeah. Appreciate it. No problem. Um, yeah, but in terms of YouTube, look, if you're, if you're looking to find more inspiration, 
find more motivation, uh, and just have more fun. Um, I, I would love it if you would be part of the community that has joined and subscribed to my YouTube channel. Um, I am Parker Gatewood, and I like to have fun. <laughs> and I just, you know, a lot of my videos are either general, random fun, or their motivation and inspiration and, and, and talking in a way, you know, t- just sharing tricks and, and tips of, of my life philosophy, which I just dropped a video, by the way, um, about my granddad, who is the person who pretty much molded and shaped my life philosophy. Great video. So, uh, thank you. Very uh, powerful. Yeah, it, was, uh, it was a lot of emotion in that one. That was different. The channel the channel is very fun, I promise. <laughs> Um, but, but this last video was just, you know, it was from the heart. So, um, but yeah, I mean, look, if, if, if you want someone to, to feel like if this person is helping you be more motivated and someone who maybe could help you increase your quality of life, I would love to do that for you. And if, you know, it starts with you watching my videos and it turns into you reaching out through social media and asking questions or saying how it's helped. I'm all for it. I will I will respond. I've had people hit me up in the DMs and say, "Hey, <laughs> I watched your video and it helped me make, you know, insert huge life decision here." And I never thought I would get those messages. So the fact that I did was just a blessing and and I'm glad that I could help people in that way. So if you're looking for that, um I'd love to help. I'd love to help uh be that service. And um yeah, Parker Gatewood on YouTube. Feel free to subscribe. I won't be hurt if you don't. It's all good. We all got life. So, uh, but I do wish the best for you, whoever you are, and I, I do genuinely care about your life. Yeah, if you guys are listening and you like what we've been talking about here on the real life stuff here, it's a, uh, you, there's a lot of good stuff there with the YouTube channel. You do go in deep. You do have fun. And one thing I really like about your videos is the internet. It's no secret is a cynical place. Sure. So to bring that positive energy and excitement, I know a lot of people appreciate it. I appreciate that, Jack. Thanks so much for being a a loyal subscriber. (laughs) Thanks for supporting the podcast coming on. I really appreciate this, Parker. Absolutely. I can't wait to to share this one with with everybody. All right. So real quick, you want to throw that uh, Twitter handle out there one more time? Yeah, yeah, Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Parker B. Gatewood. Uh, I'll be honest, I'm less active on Twitter. I'm very active on Instagram. If you, I mean, if you want a lot of the fun stuff and you want, <laughs> you, you know, you want those things, go to Instagram. That's the social media that's popping. Um, but face, Facebook gets more interaction, I think, than Instagram. It's close, but Facebook and Instagram are my, those are my go-tos. But yeah. Also, uh, fun ninja stuff there too. So yes, yes, uh, we like the ninja. All right. Well, thanks a ton, Parker. I really appreciate you coming on today. This is a lot of fun. I appreciate it so much, Jack. It's been great to catch up and and talk and just thanks so much. And I I really appreciate what you're doing. Thanks. Yeah. Hopefully we'll do it again. You got it, man. Anytime. All right. So you guys have it. Parker Gatewood coming on the podcast. Had a great time talking and having him open up about his experience and his journey with American Ninja Warrior, talking about his faith. Big ups to him for being so open with us. It was a lot of fun to get a glimpse of that journey because I know he hasn't shared much of that with many people yet. And also, hello to all the Valpo friends of ours who are listening, who uh, came here to listen to Parker's story. So, yeah, lots of fun here. I really enjoyed this podcast. It was fun going to the NBA action. Coming up later this week, 
I should have a baseball podcast out with possibly Jordan Morandini, MLB All-Star stuff. And if you want to follow Press On Sports on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast, go ahead and do so. Subscribe to the podcast and you will never miss an episode. You'll always know when there's an episode available. It'll show up in your podcast app. I know not everyone uses iTunes. There have been some questions of where else is it? Is it on Stitcher? Is it on Pocket or Podbean? Whatever. It's in all places except SoundCloud, not on SoundCloud, and it is on Spotify. So go ahead and subscribe, and you will never miss an episode. Lots of fun here on the podcast today. Thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Other than that, I'm good for now. Bring in the Dancing Lobsters.